Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Drinking a Bronx Brewery. Ooh, going the Bronx ale. theme. Very nice. I, with this weather, I thought the winter ale was appropriate. And you even have a zoo oh, glass. Right. Yes, Jeez. this is from the Brew at the Zoo at the Turtleback Zoo. And out of my Gotham City Police Department pint glass, I am having a Gritty McDuff's pub style ale, which is delicious. Jumbo, everyone. Welcome back. Um, you weren't kidding when you said we're going to get adult beverages. No, those of you who were listening last week know that uh, this is part two of the same recording session. Let you in on some inside baseball. Uh, it is freezing cold here at the Radio Harambe <laughs> Studios. It's about 40 mile an hour winds outside in a blizzard. Um, we uh, spent the morning shoveling, and now I'm going to spend my afternoon shoveling as well. Uh, but we have more listener questions we wanted to answer, and we're going to get right to them. Mike, you said you had one? Sure. We'll start off with a question I got from Christina, which is, and Dave, this is more directed towards you because okay, good. You're, you're living this life right now. <laughs> she has a toddler. Oh, she, oh, I thought it was about drinking. No. Okay. Close. Uh, she has a toddler. She's going to, uh, or perhaps going to Rivers of Light in late April, and she wanted to know if a toddler would be mm. able to handle Rivers of Light. I mean, the show's only 12 minutes, but ye- let's go ahead. You go. My toddler, probably not. Right. It's probably toddler specific. I'm, yeah. I can imagine there may be a few that could sit through it, but I would imagine. Now, my toddler sat. Happily through Festival of Lion King, okay, uh, which is longer. Sat happily, right, and even longer than that. Sat happily through the, the Frozen stage show on the Disney Wonder. Uh, he was also very tired during that, so that might be that. Um, this show, I, I think, because of the distances, um, where you're seeing things and stuff, it might not. It depends on the toddler. I, I would think mine might. Depending on the kind of the kind of uh, mood he's in, I mean, at right. the time that it's going off, they're generally pretty tired, depending on how young they are. Um, so that that depending on your to- your my toddler, when he gets tired and you show him things like that, he just sort of sits there and veges. Um, some toddlers just cry and get right cranky. He does that when he's perfectly awake and happy. Um, gets gets cranky with us. Uh, so I. I it's dicey. So here, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I, I I would um, I would answer it like this. There's only a couple of things you need to get fast passes for if you're there for a whole day and you're gonna get fast passes. Make the Rivers of Light one of them, right? Um, and give it a shot. 
Right, because it, it's right on the border. I think he probably, depending on, you know, where you sit, and, and you know, it, it might. The problem is the lead-up to it, the half-hour sitting there is the issue. There's no way I would do a, with a toddler standby because you got to wait in line forever and no. get in super early right. and you're sitting there for at least 45 minutes before the show even starts. Agreed. But if you do a fast pass, you could sort of walk. I mean, if you have a fast pass, you're you walk guaranteed a seat. So walk yeah. in like five minutes beforehand. You're guaranteed a seat. No, you're guaranteed a seat up until a certain time. Okay. Wh- it whatever. tells you. Oh, right. Right, fair enough. So you still have to sit there for 15 or 20 minutes. Right. But what I would do would be to, because um, when they put you in there, at least the times I've done it, they say you could sit anywhere. Right. Just fill in all the available speed seats. Try to find a spot where you could sit at the end. This way, if, you're, if your toddler starts to act up halfway through the show, or even... You can scooch out of it. And yeah. assuming there are two parents with you, or two adults at least... Um, you know, they could sit there. You can walk out for a little bit before the sure. show starts. Yeah, definitely. Let them walk around a little bit, work off some energy, then go back in right before it starts. Um, and you, you certainly, if you're on the at the end of an aisle, if your child starts to act up halfway through the show, and you know it's just not happening, it's easy to bail. Yeah, it's very uh, easy yeah. to bail out of there. Yeah. I think the idea of and you um, can wait just outside for the rest of your party if they or right. anybody else wanted to stay. But go right, ahead. Um, so I would say give it a shot. I mean, yeah. the, like we mentioned before, get it, get a fast pass for it. Um, it's just too difficult to not. Uh, get, uh, there's the of the things that you need a fast pass for. I mean, unless you're there when it's really crowded. Mm-hmm. Of the things you need a fast pass for, there's really only this. And the safari ride, if you have a toddler, um, because you're not going to go on Everest with a toddler. Um, Right. If you're there in the summer, you might need one for Cali River Rapids. Again, not going to go on it with a toddler. Right. This particular person's going at the end of April during the, uh, I think the darks, one of the runs. Um, and it's right around okay. that Easter break, kind of. So I, I anticipate it's going to be crowded. So if you do everything with the to- with the toddler, and you don't do the e-ticket right stuff, you will not. then you don't need the uh, fast passes for anything else. So I would get it get and, and give it a try. You get that safari, and and if it's really busy, I get the Lion King one sure. too because. Um, Again, like Mike's saying, you can go in only minutes before it starts, mm-hmm. and you don't have to sit there, and they'll like the Lion King one, especially right. get a nice close right. seat. Um, staying in the Rivers of Light theme, um, this question, it was asked, Fast Pass Plus or Dining Package for shortest wait and best seats. Problem is, Mike, I don't know about the Dining Package. Do you? Uh, well, it's Tusker House, it's Tiffin's, and you sit over by standby. It is not with the Fast Pass. So the Asia area is Fast Pass. The Dino Land area is standby plus dining plus package. Dining package. The dining package people have a similar setup as Fast Pass. Get there, being there, get there 15 time. minutes before or something like I that. I can't yeah. imagine the viewing is much different. Now, it seems to be pre- the way they do the show, they kind of double the show. Right. They put the show facing one set and then the same kind of show facing the other way. And then there's a, a big background thing that you see from all angles. So the choice you have to make is do you want a one burn a Fast Pass? Or two on Rivers of Light because if you do that, if you do Rivers of Light Fast Pass, you cannot do right. You know, three and then add a fourth. Right. So, so right, exactly. So that's it. So you, you, right. You can't do that extra thing. Or that do you, you can not do. want to spend the money on? Right. And you won't be able package. to get the Rivers of Light Fast Pass as your fourth if you go to another park in Correct. the morning or something I'm like sure, that. At least, at least yeah. for the foreseeable future, 
they're usually all gone. Um, there are really there's you get three fast passes. There are really only four attractions when it's you know moderate certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now many times of the year, there's only you only need fast passes for two or three. Right, you always need one for the safari. You always need gonna always need one for Rivers of Light if you don't want to right. wait in the standby line. Those two, you're basically not getting into without a commitment of serious time waiting in line um, to go on. There are, however, well, if safari, you're safari, you could rope drop. But go ahead. Uh, yes, you could rope drop. Yep. There are there are, however, um, times where Everest doesn't get that bad. Right. Um, there are also times when. Uh, when Cali River Rapids doesn't get that if bad. If it's not that super hot, yeah, you're if right. If it's not that hot. So uh, it all depends on when you're going. But at worst, you have three pass, fast passes for four rides. Um, and I would certainly include Rivers of Light as one of those three that I would take. The question is, what time of year are you there? Can you can you rope drop Everest and then use one for Cali River Rapids? Right, you, or, right. or if you're okay with getting soaked first thing in the morning, go do that. You know, that kind of thing. It depends on how you, how you, how you put yourself... You know, want to want to adjust sure. depending on the time you're there. So, what I would say is, if you have a specific question about that, give us some more information. Find Mike um, on yeah, Twitter. Time of the year is yeah, big. It's big. big. What it's, you yeah, want to and what do you want to do exactly. So, um, if you have, for more specifics, if you really want an answer to this, I would. Uh, since you're on Twitter here, it looks like go ask but, Mike specific. Give Mike more specifics, so and he'll address that. The one thing I would add to this, though, is if if you want to do sort of another park in during the day. And hit rivers of light uh, at night. You know, sort of do what many people used to do with Epcot. Okay, go over there for dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dinner package is a great idea because you could. There you go. Fast pass Magic Kingdom all morning and afternoon. And then, right. Head on over, have dinner at Tiffins, and then hop on Rivers of Light. It's like a it's night. just Tiffins or Tusker House. Tiffins or Tusker House, correct. That's it. Haven't added Yak and Yeti. They have not. Okay, cool. I'm not sure if that's a product of the fact that Yak and Yeti is an it's, outside vendor. Yeah, might be. Everybody at Epcot's outside vendors now, though. Um, Fair enough. What is, uh, where am I? Uh, we answered that one already. Do I have a Rivers of Light related one for us? No, I don't. Park, uh, go to, okay, go to uh, Flannel Jedi. It's one right below. You want me to read it? Yeah. With a, night shi- with a nighttime show and evening entertainment now expanding hours, what, if anything, do you think is still missing from DAC? It's sort of. Oh, oh I, I, I looked right over that. I'm yeah, sorry about that's that. That's okay. Um, so let, let me repeat that. With a nighttime show and evening entertainment now expanding hours, what, if anything, do you think is still missing from the animal kingdom? Giant pandas? Uh, I mean, the park could, based upon this, let's exclude Avatar because I think Avatar answers this question. But for, the, for this moment, I could see it because the animal trails go down at like 5 o'clock. Although now with daylight savings time, it probably gets pushed to 6, 6.30. Um, you know, if you're going to Rivers of Light, let's say nine o'clock, because some of them the hours are getting expanded now due to uh, spring break and stuff. I mean, there is like two and a half hours where you know you have the safari, which many people have probably already done, and have. I mean, th- there's limited number of attractions, and the lines build up if there's a lot of people for Rivers of Light. Um, I mean, it could add a few things, I guess. Um. Most notably for me would be maybe another place to eat, counter service wise, right. 
would would seem to make sense to me. I've heard complaints that Yak and Yeti closes earlier than I mean, people who want to go to Rivers of Light at like seven thirty. Yeah, Yak and Yeti's not open anymore. You can't like grab a couple of spring you mean rolls the, and, you mean the the outside? Yeah, service, I agree. Service. I agree. That's true. That's one hundred percent right. I could see with that over that'll there, change though. More food yeah. options available would be beneficial for people. They'll adjust that as more people came in. Remember, we're only a couple of weeks into Rivers of Light. Here. Yeah, let's 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 see what that is looks like in in three months time. Especially once Avatar opens and yeah. a lot of people are going to be over there. Yeah, let's I mean, see what that two looks different like. Sides of the park. So right. um, we'll see. I think Avatar will add things to do when this park is staying open at 9 to 10 o'clock at night with all the animal trails down. Yeah, I don't know how I would answer this. I mean, there's a, the, there's always things that you can say are missing from the park. There's always animals. Sure. There's always areas we'd like to see done. Sure, there's everybody wants stuff. to add a ride. Right. But as far as, you know, specifics, there's no dark ride here. Um, you know. There's, the, there's 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 a need for in my opinion there's a need for an affordable sit down restaurant not tiffins not a buffet another we only have yak and yeti rainforest cafe too but well that's what i mean there's a, there's a need in the park for something new and cool and in the park that would work and not a signature, and not a signature expensive place, right? Or yeah, a buffet for forty dollars a person. Sure, I um, can see that. That's really the only thing we've been talking about that for they a while. They certainly added a lot of entertainment once they opened. They added they, entertainment, they added a ton of entertainment to try to bridge the gap. They added a kick-ass bar, right? So they got rid of you know. So the animal trails are closed at five, and in its place, essentially, are a bunch of new bands and, and that kind of stuff. Bands, essentially, and, it. yeah. So so yeah. So I think adding some food stuff would be would be a good idea. Um, okay, should we move to Blue Men? Sure. Let's discuss Blue Men. Uh, Tony Webb wrote, Do you think once Pandora opens, the Animal Kingdom will go to Fast Pass Tears? And he's referring to Tears in Epcot. Um, uh, let's... So, uh, well, since you asked that, Dave, I could also tell you that um, BOM, Backside of Magic, Jeremy, he has a podcast as well, asked, Will... Animal Kingdom fast passes will go to tiering structure once the two new Pandoras are online. So a very similar question, right. exactly the same question. Right. And also, WW hmm. Words also asked, "Do you think Animal Kingdom will have tiered fast passes with the addition of Pandora?" So a few people are curious about what our thoughts on this is. Yeah. So let's, Mike. Let's quickly um, discuss what the tiering structure is. Sure. Can you so, do that? Sure. So right now, Epcot and Hollywood Studios have tiering structures. And under it, you get three fast passes, um, but only one on tier one and two on tier two. It's most difficult at Epcot because tier one is Test Track, Soren, and Frozen. So those are the only, th- essentially the three main attractions of Epcot. So you have to make a choice if you're doing Epcot of what you're going to fast pass what you're going to rope drop, and what are you going to sit forever for, assuming it's a relatively crowded time. Um, The one at Hollywood Studios is a little bit better because Tower of Terror, which is obviously a very popular attraction, is on Tier 2. There, Tier 1 is, if my memory serves, it's Toy Story Mania, Rock and Roller Coaster, and I forget what the third one is. Right. Um, But Tier 2 has like Star Tours, uh, Tower of Terror. So you have a little bit more... Variety really at Epcot, um, any attraction that you wouldn't possibly need a fast pass for um, is on tier two. Um, so you really, really the only choice is tier one. So Animal Kingdom has never been a tier system, 
And personally, I don't see why going adding these attractions, they would go to a tier system because it seems to me that the tiered system is an attempt to keep people from just booking everybody booking the same three things. Because um, if in Epcot, let's be honest, if you have fast passes and there was no tiered system, everybody doing fast passes would book Soren, Test Track, and Frozen. Um, so with more variety, and at- the tier system was brought in before Frozen was even there. Correct. So but after that they, was brought in because they didn't want everybody booking the same two. two. Right. 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 They had it regular for a while, then they went to the tiered system because everybody was booking Test right. Track and Soren. So um, I don't see why they would need to do that. Yeah, because with the inclusion of Rivers of Light, um, which becomes almost the, Fast Pass required now. Right. Uh, once you add the e ticket in Pandora, you now have four. So you have four fast pass. What are the four? Well, you have to get a fast pass. You certainly have to get a fast pass for whatever this banshee thing is. Flight of Passage. Kilimanjaro Safaris. Right. Rivers of Light. Right. And probably Everest. So that's four of That's four. You only have three. And you only have three. You're so not even you're in Cali, which could get very crowded during summer, exactly, particularly. Exactly. So I'm the not 100% ride. sure they're going to need it here because they're not in that same situation. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. They're not, you know, like Mike was saying, those other two parks, they had a situation where you only have so many things that anybody's even going to want to fast pass. Here you have more of a, you know, it's not that way, but you're getting towards more of a Magic Kingdom thing where you have more things than people could fast pass anyway. Sure. Um, I certainly, so I certainly don't think it would happen right away. I think it'll take some time um, because they're probably going to fast pass both Pandora. Yeah, the only thing I could see is if if we get to once they open it and there is a situation where for whatever reason everybody is booking the two Avatar things, um, then maybe they tear it to split maybe those. Maybe they would to split it up and try to d- distribute the fast passes. Maybe I don't think that's going to happen. Though. I don't either. I don't, I don't think either. It's going to happen. Um, Okay, what am I going with here? Oh, did I, was there? There was another question to that. Uh, you asked about the fa- the dinner package. Um, I know both of you have. This is a great question, and only because I want to hear your answer to this. I know that both of you have been critics of Avatar expansion. Is there <laughs> anything you're looking forward to sure. in Pandora? Go ahead. Sure. Um, the boat ride. I mean, that's a simple simple answer. I mean, the boat ride, even though it does have screens. Um, obviously, which I'm a little annoyed about. Um, it looks beautiful, and I am very interested to see it. I'm not saying I'm going to love it, but I'm fascinated to sit on it and see what see what I think. Um, I'm very much looking forward to trying that out. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the aesthetic of the place and the waterfalls and all that. Um, the Flight of Passage Banshee ride. Um, you know that's not really. In you know front and center in my mind, um, you know they, they t- we talked about this last week about how the floating mountains don't look like they're floating, so I won't even go there. But um, right, let me ask you what you're not ride, looking forward to. The aesthetic and the boat ride are really front and center, and I would say I am absolutely looking forward to those. I'm actually actually also bait, sorry to interrupt. Very interested. I'm not sure if I would say looking forward to, but I I'm very interested to see what they do with the restaurant. I want to see what kind of food that is. I mean, I just I'm just curious about it. Right. So I'm, I'm, there's a, quite a few things I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, but yes, I am a critic of Avatar. But go ahead. I, I would say this, I, and I've and I've 
said this many, many times before. Um, I'm not somebody who I, 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 I t completely recognize that there have been some great rides in Disney's history based on properties I did not care for. And there have been some terrible rides based on properties that I did kind of like over the years. Um, uh, what so, properties do so, you like that have terrible rides? So, I mean, let's not, that's not the oh, point of the curious. question. Okay, okay. So, the, I, I, you know, the fact that they're building that I've always he hesitated to criticize this until I saw a little more. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like it. Uh, and I still don't like it on its face for, you know, my criticism for it. Has, and it's always been that the issue is it doesn't fit here. Much like my criticism on the Frozen ride uh, is that it doesn't fit there. In Epcot, right. Right. Arendelle is not in Norway. So let's not pretend it is. So you would be less. So, uh, so I don't like that. So I am. I am. Certainly going into it with that in my mind that I'm not thrilled about it because it's it's not a movie that I like. So it's not a property right. I'm excited to see. And it's not something that um, I desperately, you know, I, 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 it, it's not some it's not something that I'm really excited to see. So therefore, I have this sort of jaded mentality to it to begin with. Um, but unlike other rides where. You know, the lead-up has been less than impressive. Um, the lead-up here is very impressive. What do you mean by the lead-up has been less than impressive? Well, you like knew, what? you knew, <laughs> you knew what we were. We knew what we were getting in the Frozen ride. Oh, okay. 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 So I, I, I gave Frozen a chance. I was on the ride. It's perfectly it's acceptable. Fine. It's good. It's not a great ride by any means. Not great. No. Perfectly acceptable. Um, the animatronics are cool, but you know, I don't even think the animatronics are cool. Yeah, but right. no, I think they're terrible. Olaf is nice. Yeah, the Olaf one is fine, but they're not animatronics. They're projections of, of a cartoon on a face, so wow. it's not even an animatronic. So it's not, to me, it's 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 cheap and silly looking. But um, but that's not distract. All in all, the ride is perfectly fine. Um, but uh, wh where was I going with this? <laughs> you had a jaded view of Avatar, right? So uh, so, but here, so uh, but we knew that going in that it was going to be a small ride. It was based uh, for Frozen. It was okay. going to be based in a little area. We knew we knew we weren't getting mm -hmm. we weren't getting Splash Mountain here. Oh, obviously, um, right, right. So, but this the buildup is good. Now, even throughout the entire buildup of the new Fantasyland. And Snow White and all that? Snow White. Okay. The, even then, even when I saw the pictures, I was like, mm. Really? I was never blown away by the look of the Little Mermaid castle in the distance oh, thing. Oh, totally disagree. I, I never, no, I never saw that and said, oh, this is going to be fabulous. I always kind of saw it and I was like, okay, it looks all right. And the Snow White, the 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 the, um, the animatronics look good, so that got me excited. Um, I did. I really wanted to see that. It did get me excited for that. I, I'm not going to lie about that one. Um, but it was wishy-washy. This here, I had no expectations, and now they're really building them for me because it looks like okay. the aesthetic they're building here is off the hook. And so if they're going to put that much time and effort and brains into just the pathway walking down, the, <laughs> walking in there, I can only imagine what kind of thing they're putting into the rides. Um, so I'm very excited about that now. So there's really nothing right now about Pandora that I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to at this point. And I, God, I hope it delivers because, but, because it is building it up. 
You know? But you are looking forward to it in a sense that you're very curious to see what it's like when it opens. I mean, totally. You, right, so that's looking forward to it. But that's what I mean. I'm looking. Okay. I'm, but they're building it now so much to the point where there's nothing that I'm really not looking for. I'm looking forward to the whole thing. He's asking the question. He's asking. So you've been a critic. So since you're so critical of it, you know, is there something you really want to see? Yeah, I want to see the whole thing. It looks really okay. cool. This looks great. And now, is it? Will it deliver? Is will it deliver? There. And will it get past my? You really don't like the Little Mermaid building? No, nah, it's kind of goofy. Oh no, I love it, the perspective it. I think it's on fantastic. it. Is, well, the problem with it, Mike, the force perspective that they use on that is scaled incredibly differently from the force perspective they use in every other place in the Magic Kingdom. So therefore, it looks like a miniature. It looks like a giant model train <laughs> setup compared to the force perspective they use in the buildings in the Magic Kingdom at, 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 on. Um, on uh, uh, Main Street and on the castle itself and all those other things. It's a much different scale. So what they've done is they've scaled it all down and used a force perspective that isn't in scale with the rest of the park. So it looks kind of toyish. It looks kind of goofy to me. Eh, not to me. I, I like the way it looks. I like the whole the whole structure. Aesthetically, I think New Fantasyland is terrific. Storybook Circus is my favorite place in the Magic Kingdom, and I love the Little Mermaid building. I love Gaston's area. No, no. I, it, but but you got to remember that uh, what I was talking about was the build up to it. Okay, right. When I saw, I mean, it, they delivered on it nicely. It looks fine there. Um, I think it's it's good. They've, they've improved Magic Kingdom for sure. They've improved Fantasyland area for sure. But in the build up, I saw it the first time, okay. and I was like, okay. uh, as opposed to this, when you see the waterfalls coming down, you're like, whoa! Yeah, the waterfalls this looks are very incredible. Cool. The waterfalls. You know, are when cool. when those things, you looked at it, and you went, oh, this could almost kind of come off looking a little goofy. Because of the way the perspective is done, it doesn't match. It looks a little... That's all I'm saying. I wasn't saying right. I didn't like okay. it now. Um, gotcha. So I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I can't wait for Before it. Before we move on to the next question, quick mm -hmm. question for mm -hmm. you uh, on that topic. Snow White, do you like the Seven Dwarfs Mine Coaster? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Move on. It's fine. Okay. Do you fine. like it? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I like it. Um, love the show, Holly asks, uh, says. It makes my day every time there's a new episode. <laughs> Uh, mine too, Holly. Uh, we will be in Disney World for our wedding in September. Congratulations. And we are really looking forward to not only the wedding, but also all of the new things going on at Animal Kingdom. I am a planner, so I am working on planning out our days. And I am just curious when you think they will announce more about Pandora and which attractions we'll be able to get Fast Passes for. They already did. Yep. So we know we're getting them for both. Right. Um, so beyond that. Also, where do I get this famous Yak Attack? Oh, that's fabulous. It is at the Yak and Yeti. You can get it either at the bar or around the side of the building. There is a little uh, window there where you right. can get yourself a Yak Attack where are the well. Where are the outside seating is. Where the outside seating is, yep. Um, I asked a few bars walking around the Animal Kingdom but couldn't find it. And she says, is it only at Yak and Yeti? Yes, it is a proprietary Yak and Yeti. Item. But you don't actually have to go into the bar to get it. As David said, there's a little window yes. around the side that makes it easier to get. There's also a couple other drinks there, too. Anne asks, are you excited or dismayed about how Pandora will alter the vibe at Animal Kingdom? Crowds, theming, etc. Dave, since we're on that topic, mm -hmm. I want to ask a couple of the questions from Twitter that are very similar. Okay. Um, uh, Cassie Dolwip Daily. Hi, Cass. How will Pandora affect you, how you explore the rest of the park? Um, and why don't we just leave it at that one? Those are very similar, I think. Okay. Um, 
I, I think dismayed is probably a strong word, and that might be um, distracting me on how I answer this question. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm not never excited about more people in a theme park. Never. Um, I'm a little concerned about it. Um, I don't know what it will do as far as I don't want it to turn into the crowd that comes to um, the Hollywood studios in the evenings. What do you mean by that? You get a lot of teenagers. Oh. <laughs> you get you get a lot of uh, cheerleader groups and things like that that come to ride the thrill rides and are, you know, and and um, it's a, just a different vibe. Okay. There at night when you get that. Um, so I am a little, not, not there's anything wrong with that. It's just a different one. Um, so I am, uh, you know, I hope something like that um, doesn't happen all the time. I don't think it will just from these two things, but it's impossible not to be a little concerned about what um, changes may come when you're throwing the dice like they're throwing with this one. That's all. That's well, all I, I think the, the goal of this all is obviously as up until a couple of months ago, Disney had the problem of you had four parks during the day and two and a half at night because Hollywood Studios often closed early too. Um, And Animal Kingdom was closing at five o'clock. So all these people were funneled into uh, Magic Kingdom and Epcot and it became, and Disney Springs or whatever it was. But but now with the full-blown opening of Disney Springs and potentially drawing people because Pandora is going to be very different at night during the day and there's going to be people who want to go to Animal Kingdom at night. So the people who park hop and you know don't sit, stay in the same park all day um, you know there will be a lot of people saying hey we do have to do Animal Kingdom at night now that never happened before. Right. Um, and I think that's what Disney wants. They want to distribute these people out more because there were so many people for Illuminations and Wishes um, and eating at those restaurants and, and you know swarming those two parks because there wasn't the other parks weren't even open right um, and Disney Spring and downtown Disney was you know a construction zone yeah um, I think we're finally starting hopefully getting a getting more distribution to a, right. so I, I don't think no, you're probably right about that it's going to have I mean there's still going to be people who want to go to wish or whatever you know wishes is going bye bye but whatever it's going to be called now right there's still people who are going to be hey we've got to spend time at Disney Springs because it's great there's still people who are going to do the illuminations you know walk around world showcase a couple of times during their vacation kind of thing um, and they'll have those festivals. So I don't think you're going to have the problem of everybody swarming on Avatar and Rivers of Light, except for probably the first couple of months when it first opens. Which is always going to happen. Right. Um, Disney vacay hackers put the question this way. Uh, are the reinvigorated crowds going to ruin my favorite park or mean better people watching? Oh, see, that's a similar question, too. I meant, I was yeah. looking for, I knew there was another one. So, like that. so find yourself a seat right on the... Uh, Nomad? Yeah, the Nomad Lounge, and people watch yourself... <laughs> See, that's the biggest problem to death to me uh, of these crowds is Nomad Lounge right now is joyous, is joyous, <laughs> sitting on the deck with a cheese plate and a couple of those great signature drinks with, you know, a friend and just en- enjoying life for a few moments. It's, it's really nothing better right. than that. I'm worried that two months from now, that kind of buzz, that kind of atmosphere, let me put it that way, is going to be killed by all these people coming in and out of Pandora and stopping there for a drink. What's the best thing about Pandora coming to Animal Kingdom and what's the worst? I'm thinking as a park in the whole, asked Taylor. Um, what, I'm just 
trying to throw out what you think the best is here. Hmm. The best is... Uh, it, well, it's, first of all, it's hard to say without actually seeing the damn thing. But, I mean, I guess with the overall aesthetic... Yeah. So we've answered that kind of. We, we, we both agree that it's, you know, not so much the rides as the... You know the aesthetic of what they've done. That they've 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 really gone all in with trying to. I think the best thing is they've really gone all in with trying to incorporate this into the park, more so than they've done in, in almost anything else they've they've added. Look, let's take Fantasyland for example for an example. Okay, the new Fantasyland does not. I don't care what you say, Mike. Does not blend well with the old fantasy land. Oh no, it doesn't at all. Okay. I'm not I'm not disputing that. So it is an eyesore in that regard. Well, that I'll dispute. And well, it certainly ahead. makes the old one look antiquated. Um well, the old and, one needs and they do time. that a lot. A lot of times they add things that look great just on its surface and don't really blend well. I'm thinking of the rock and roller coaster. They did absolutely nothing to make that blend into where into its surroundings. It doesn't look they, like Sunset Boulevard nineteen thirties. Nothing at all. Nothing at all right. right? Um, but they've gone above and beyond trying to make that happen here at the Animal Kingdom. So to me, I think that's the best part about it. That's the part that I like the best. Um, What's the worst, though? I still say the floating mountains don't look like they're floating at all. Yeah, I got to see that first. I, I, my, my feeling is the worst is it just doesn't go there. That's the worst. The worst part about Pandora okay. coming in, in is it just terms. doesn't belong. Yeah, yeah it's just a, just well, shouldn't. You would be, be happier if it was in a land at Hollywood Studios. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You, I'd be, and I would never go to it. <laughs> well, that's fine. You you skipped Super Weenie's question. It's very possible that I did, Mike, because I'm kind of jumping around here just to kind of get things going here. Okay. Do you want uh, me to, so, uh, go ahead. Yeah, right. Super Weenie was he next. Asks, do you think Pandora will be a net positive, or do you think it will indebitably negatively alter Indelibly Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Um, I I hate to say this after saying so many positive things. I think in the long run, it's going to be viewed as a negative because I just don't think that the property itself has staying power. That's how I feel. I think that in the long run, it's going to be Aerosmith. Who is this? What is this? What are we looking at? What is this this movie? I never saw this. Well, they are planning. That's what I'm afraid of. Four sequels. I know, but I don't. You First don't think, of all, I'd be stunned if they made all four. I'd be stunned if they made more than one. Right. So at this point, they've even pushed back the first one past 2018 now. So I'd be stunned right. if they made one. Right. Well, maybe not. No, they're stunned. making one. They're I in the process. They have funding to make the one. It's already there. They have funding to make two, as far as I know. Okay. And that they're in the process of filming much of the second one already. Okay. Um, but I just there's a lot of times where you where you where you put a property in there, um, you know. But again, you have the Splash Mountain effect. I was just going to say that. Splash Mountain is an outlier. Okay. Because it is such a strong ride. It the, You don't ever have to see that movie. And in fact, the ride itself and the movie... Unrelated. ...are not very related. No, yeah, not really You're just using the characters right. and the inspiration for it. If they go down the road here in these two rides with being very heavy movie... If this is Avatar's version of Star Tours... Mm-hmm. Or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid in the long term it's just going to be dead on the vine because nobody's going to know what it is. It's going to be, you know, a move, a forgotten film. Like, you know, Dinosaur survives as Dinosaur has nothing to do with the fact that they tried to integrate the movie into it. Right. Nobody knows that. Right. 
So that's all. They, that's what I'm afraid of. People are going to walk into this in 20 years' time and go, what, what are we looking at here? What is this? And they're going to get rid of it because nobody's going to have any kind of connection with it. You know. So 20 years from now, people are going to walk in there and say, what, what, what is, is this? Avatar? Like, I never saw be this. Like, Hey, remember that movie with the giant blue? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Mike, don't you FX think once. that is a very possible chance? <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely. In the long term of it negatively impacting the animal kingdom sure. because you have this huge area, incredibly devoted, you know, beautiful area uh, with all this money into it and all of this just that nobody really goes to I because they don't really associate with it at all? Everybody who's listening to this show to go back and listen to episode two of Radio Harambe, assuming it's still available. And that's exactly what I said. It's always available. And you fought me. Oh, yes. I did. <laughs> I did. And I, what I'm saying it's is... an hour and a half conversation. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is he's asking me in the long run... All right. Will it be a net positive or in the long term a net negative? Well, and all I'm saying is I think the chances are greater at this point, And I probably said this back then with you. Chances are greater that it will be a net negative. However, I don't necessarily think that's a, uh, you know, uh, 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 an inevitability. Sure, but I mean... It, you it, thought it was an inevitability because this is a horrible movie that nobody likes and nobody wanted to go yeah, see. Yeah, nobody likes it. Um, but in terms of... I mean, it is a theme park. Uh-huh. So you could retool it. Of course you can. Yep. To, you know, whatever. Up 4 is coming out and it's like a big hit. Whatever. And, you know, have... Uh, Cars 7. Instead of, uh, you know, Banshees, you could easily roll out that film. You could easily update the glow-in-the-dark plants. I mean, you okay. could easily sure, do sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. But go ahead. Mike, will you paint yourself blue for your next WDW trip? I did it in my last one, so there you go. Next question. <laughs> Uh, we had some questions about the tiering, uh, lots of questions about that. Um, we've talked about this one. Uh, Bathman writes, uh, how long do you think it takes for the unique food choices in Pandora change to chicken nuggets? Did you take a look at some of the pictures of the food? Uh, we talked about this on a couple episodes ago when we did news. Um, you know, like the lumpia and, and some of the dishes mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ri- very mm-hmm. rice and vegetable. Right. Oriented. But I mean, it doesn't look like your standard theme park fair. At least the pictures we saw of the dishes for the thing so i mean i don't know harambe market hasn't turned over to chicken nuggets yet no and there's not a lot of that at the animal kingdom full stop there's you know dino land is really it right to get hot dogs and things like that right that's it you know so um i I think there isn't another one i think the chances are that it'll stay for for a while however in at this particular place and the crowd that you can think would come there, which might be a younger crowd, Maybe. or you know, a crowd. If the if the sequels are a hit, it would be a younger crowd. Okay, um, certainly a teenage crowd. If it's a big hit, you know, a, a, you know, not 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 children, but that sort of you know younger than us for sure. Um, you know that maybe they will find a need for a hamburger joint over there. I, I expect at some point in time there's going to be another hamburger yeah. joint or chicken sandwich joint or whatever. Um, I still don't understand why there's not a taco truck, but that's neither here nor there. Now, here's some here's some great future questions. Good. Uh, what are the chances of Everest going down sometime after Avatar to fix the Yeti? Ninety percent. I I would I would put it even higher than that because Joe Rody has said I am going to fix that goddamn Yeti. Excuse my French. Well, I'm not sure if Joe Rody makes that decision. Nope, but he's said it, and I think he's going to push for it, and I okay. think that eventually everybody will be on board with that because it does need to be fixed. Yeah, and I think um, it would be after obviously Avatar. Obviously now, but after Avatar has been open for a little bit. 
and the crowds die down from the initial push, right. we'll start thinking about that. But go ahead. Mike writes a, a, a listener, Michael writes an, a question that I think kind of, you know, is answered by that last question, which is after Pandora, what's the next major project you see realistically happening at DAK? I'm, I, I guess he probably means new project, but I think the next big project will be a long-term closure of Everest to fix it. That would be my guess. Right, as opposed to like redoing Rafiki's or something like that. Right. You think Everest. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. I think that's the next major investment is fixing that because right, of what that. it can do, how, 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 how big a change it can make to do that. It would be like having a new ride and being able to do a whole new thing because people are so excited about it anyway. I guess, but you only see that Yeti for a split second. I mean, it really doesn't matter. But you don't have to stop at just fixing the Yeti. You can add other elements to the ride if you wanted to. And, you know. What other elements do you I mean, you could do other things. You could you could you could you could put the Yeti in another place. You could you could you could, you know, there's other things you could do. There's I guess. You, you, I guess. But. Um I just think that's probably the next thing because there was so much money and time invested in that, you know, and it was such a successful marketing campaign and then it fell apart on them. Um, But as far as new stuff, ah, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while because Pandora's definition of new stuff is Pandora is going to open and then we're going to focus all of our attention on Star uh, Star Wars and and, Epcot. And and then after that is Epcot. Yep. Yeah, future. So it's going to be. 15 years minimum before we get to anything, any huge expansion or change. Well, 15 years might be a little long, but... Uh, but um, Really? You think so? 15 years from now? Yeah, because you figure Star Wars will be open by 2019. You know they're going to have... Yeah, it's 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. 10 years from, from now, we'll start to hear about it. I suspect, my suspicion is, they will have stuff for Epcot, maybe not the whole kit and caboodle, but the redoing of a lot of stuff at Epcot, I believe... Sooner than later? Uh, well, not so much so, sooner than later, but I think 2021 would be the target date because that is the 50th anniversary of the par- of um, of uh, Walt Disney World. Okay, cool. And that would So be, you'll hear some stuff there, I yeah. think so. I think that will be their target. So then after that, maybe some crap at uh, Magic Kingdom and... But what's your definition of new stuff? I mean, we... Exactly. I mean, a full-blown new land? Absolutely. Ten plus years. Yeah, right. Um, That's kind of where I was going. Ride at Rafiki's Planet Watch. I mean, you could see that. Or that's kind of where I was going. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, What else we have? You got anything else you want to make sure we 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 hit on here? I know we got a couple of them that are a little ridiculous. Like which brother is cooler? It's obviously Um, me. Well, let's be honest, folks. Mike's an attorney. I'm a musician. Who do you think is cooler? (laughs) That's Jamie asking that question. Well, because she knows the answer. So, Um, sure. Um, Well, Life of Green, Lisa asked, and I I think this is really geared towards after Pandora opens. We should revisit this. Suppose I want to do two half days at DAC after Pandora opens. What basic touring plans would you suggest? I think the obvious answer to that, and just the broad answer, was you do a morning one time and an an evening the other. Yeah. Do your fast passes for a- yep. Avatar and Rivers of Light one night, and then do Safari Everest one morning, right? Um, and do split safari. it up that way. Do saf- the- do do a yeah. Do a, do do Safari first thing in the morning. Do Everest in the morning. Do Kilimanjaro. Uh, do do Cali like mid afternoon before your half day is done, right? Um, and then, like Mike saying, then go into the nighttime ones later. You could probably do the boat ride at uh, Pandora during the day. If you wanted to, sure. We don't, we don't know you, enough about you'd that probably yet. Probably want to check out. The, I mean, that land seems on its face without seeing it. Seems it's going to be the most different of any. So you want to do both times, right? It's yeah. going to be the most different night and day of any other land in cool theme parks. What else am I missing on the list here? 
What do you mean? As far as the questions. Oh, um, we kind of, well, this is sort of tongue in cheek, but at Indy in DC asks, do you feel the menus for the eateries in Pandora do a good job of representing the Navi food culture? I have not, never eaten in, Nav, uh, in Pandora. You haven't? And I have not eaten at the new park yet since it's, or the new restaurant yet since it's not opened. I suspect that they do not eat a lot of prime rib. In Pandora, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, Mike, you and... The blue drinks maybe are representative. You and your hip friends haven't gone to any of those great new Navi places opening up on the Upper West Side? I was going to say Brooklyn, but that's neither Brooklyn. here <laughs> You're right. You're right. It should have been Brooklyn. If I was going to land that joke, it would have been Brooklyn. Um, I had two more questions for you, Dave. Yeah. The first one is from uh, at Disney Dude. He, I asked him the same question of his... Uh, podcast and nice. that was just simply why why what well that's the the question is just simply why <laughs> because i live in new jersey there you go um and finally this is i think this is my favorite question okay um and i said so on twitter at mouse world uh adv i, was I guess to that's avoid this question advantage yeah why do you guys hate on disney so much but do a podcast about it and always visit the parks. This is literally my favorite question. Mike, do you know this person? Uh, personally, no. I've interacted with this person on Twitter, though, a couple of times. Okay. So is this a tongue-in-cheek question, or is this a serious question? I think it is a little bit of both. Okay. So I'll, exp- I'll, I'll dispense from being mean. <laughs> because my, my initial reaction to this kind of question is, why are you writing me questions if you don't listen to the podcast? Well, they do, obviously. Obviously not if you have that question because how could anybody hate on Disney and do, spend hours a week voluntarily broadcasting a show well, that's about Disney? So they listen right? to your show. But you've answered show, your own me. question in its own stupidity. You've, it, it, <laughs> the question itself is unanswerable in it in the in the in the in the, in the very stupidity the, of the question. You're seeing the premise of the question is, is ridiculous. Is because you do not hate on Disney. It's like saying to it's like saying to a person who buys season tickets to the Boston Red Sox but and go goes to 82 games a year, but when they're in last place, belly aches about them right. every day. It's like turning around and saying, "Why do you hate the Red Sox so much?" If you come here, well, they obviously don't. They just want the damn team to be better, right? Right, and that's all the that's all the criticism we've ever had. There is a certain group of Disney fans, yes, like there are groups of baseball fans right. and things like that. Yep. Where if you say anything negative about the the park, you're Judas. You you hate the park yep. and. The, you know, there are certain people who want podcasts or whatever, books, whatever. They want Lou Mangiello's show all the time. Right, which is let's, awful. Let's say it's it. It's a god-awful show. Well, I haven't listened to his show in absolutely years yeah, and years. True. But that's true. They, they, I, and I'm not, so I'm not going to say awful. I'll let, uh, I'll I let Mike be the I controversial will. That's one. That's fine. I, I will. It's terrible. I, I, um, I mean, it's well-produced. Don't get me wrong. Well and he's produced, got a good personality. Huge amount kind of, of information. Yes, absolutely. You know? um, but there are, but yeah. he's a pixie duster. He will, never, he will never give you an honest opinion. Ever. If he doesn't think it's good, he will not tell you that. Period. End of story. Okay. 
and there's no there's in no fa- way in fact he'll twist himself around there's no to way sort of get to, you know what i mean i bre- <laughs> i'm gonna go on a tangent here but when frozen was first being discussed about putting in norway he actually said in the orlando orlando sentinel it doesn't belong there and then when it opened he was talking about how wonderful it fits into world showcase i mean that's the kind of thing you get when you listen to Lou Mangiello's show he's on the payroll essentially <laughs> we are not so we're going to give you our honest opinion. We both we are not. love Disney. I mean, go back and I mean, we're passionate about it. That's what we're doing a podcast. That's what we're doing. A and we've been going there for 40 years. Yes. Um, so, but there are a certain group of people out there who, who do this. And in fact, it, I went to, this is totally off topic, but the, I went to Vegas and yeah. I had, I went to In-N-Out Burger. All right. Never had it before. I heard such great things about it. Was it spiritual, Mike? It was not spiritual. It was a... <laughs> it's a burger joint. It's a good burger. I know. For $2.50. I know. I, I get why people would go there. It's a good burger. You're paying the same price as you would at McDonald's, but you're getting a better burger. It is not the best burger on earth. And I said that on Twitter, and I got crap for it. It doesn't even come... People said I hated in and out even though I said exactly that. Folks, it doesn't even brush... <laughs> it doesn't even go into the same ballpark as, like, Five Guys does, burger-wise. I mean... Five Guys is a better burger. There are so many fast food places... But in fairness, Five, that, five Guys costs five times as much. No. It's like an $8 burger or whatever the heck it is. Right. I mean, two guys, it's $2, and it's a good in burger. I mean. In, what did I say? <laughs> two guys. Oh, which, sorry. Two which guys. used to be a department store back <laughs> in the 1970s. Yes. Two guys is $2. Um, in and out is $2. But I got such crap I know. for saying, this is a good burger. It's $2. I get it. But I don't understand like the, the absolute love for it. People thought I hated the place. Right. You get the same sort of thing with Disney. If you say something along the lines of, you know, this ride isn't all that great. Why do you hate Disney so much? I, 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 Mike, you don't have to tell me. You get it more than I do. I get it more than you do. And yep. this question actually was geared more towards you as I had a discussion right. on Twitter about it. And the funny thing is, is if you go back and listen to the show, Mike is just as critical, if not more critical than I am sure. of Disney on the whole. I'm it's more just lovable. That, it's just that I don't interact with all of you on Twitter <laughs> in fun and loving Happy ways that gives Mike the pass, Uh, right? I mean, that's uh, the case, Mike. (laughs) All of these criticisms and all of these things are said from people who are communicating with you via Twitter. Sure. So So you're more active there. They all know what a lovey, nice, wonderful person you are. They don't know me. All they hear is me saying that Frozen stinks at Epcot. That's all. I'm on Twitter right now doing a March Madness about the 16 most annoying things about Disney. And I'm going to get a pass. (laughs) And you're going to get a pass. That's right. When I'd ever go on anything besides this show and ever criticize anything Disney does. But we both love Disney. That, that's the answer to the question. It's so ridiculous to think that we don't. Just because we are not afraid to say something Mike, you know bothers how, us. you know how many Twitter things I got years and years ago? No, not, not years ago. Maybe a year ago. Mike and I got into a, a conversation on this podcast, which I regret to this day. About um, DC Comics versus Marvel Comics. Um, Mike's held. Marvel is better. Mike held the belief that Marvel is better. I held the belief that they were equally as good. That that got turned into you hate Marvel and therefore you hate Disney. Why are you even talking about this if you hate those things? And Mike, you'll attest, that was the conversation. Sure. You were trying to tell me DC sucks. I was just trying to say they're just as good. 
Right. Um, yeah, I, I think in fairness. But that's the way it happens in this thing. Fairness. Um, in our discussion. Why did you start me on this topic? I sort of twisted the conversation that way. Um, which is what you do. Which is what I do. So you're pars- you're you're seventy five percent responsible At for least. the for the people's opinion of the fact that I am the belly achy one who hates everything. Uh, at least, yeah. And I'm listen. Mike hates things more than I do most of the time. I'm not sure if that's true, but okay. Oh, you're you are mu- I'm more vocal about it because I'm on Twitter a lot more than you. You're much more anti Hollywood studios than I am. That's true. You're much more anti Frozen at Epcot than I was. Much more. I mean, you went on a ballistic rant over that. Right. I was like, I tied you were, myself we, to Maelstrom. You, right. You tied yourself to Maelstrom. Well, so did you, though. Uh, only because I was making fun of you. Okay. <laughs> the only thing I have ever ranted on was off kilter. Yes. That's it. Well, they're terrible anyway. But they're um, the only thing I ever ranted on was off kilter, uh, and that had you, as you much rants. to do with firing good people as it had to do, who've been there for twenty years as it had to do with anything else. I mean, it was more of a personal thing than anything else. You rant more than I do about, and and, and I, I don't blame you for this, nor do I ever just really disagree with you. But like price things yes i rant more about how much it's cost now and, the, and like taking that. stuff away from like ap people dvc people that kind of stuff yes uh you rant a little bit more about that than i do i think but i that, that that's the thing that puzzles me i never understand why that bothers people why does that bother you if you're a disney fan and something costs a ridiculous amount of money why do, Why are you trying to convince yourself that it doesn't? Well, there's, like I said, there's a certain Listen, group of people I, out there I, who are just die-in-the-wool Disney fans, and they're not going to badmouth it. They're just not. I just paid for an f- annual pass for the fourth year in a row or something like that. And I rarely ever don't renew an annual pass. And I very rarely have one. Right. Mike rarely has one. I always have one because I'm there all the time. Um, and I paid... More than double, I went back and looked, more than double as a DVC member with my DVC discount. This year's pass was just about double, only a touch Mm -hmm. more double than the renewal I paid in, I think it was 2009. Okay. So in eight years, this has gone up 100%, folks, 100%. Now... In those eight years, do you feel you've gotten 100% more at the parks than you had eight years ago? No. Of course not. So that's my main problem of being of being critical. And I'll tell you the other thing, Mike, that I was thinking of before. I find that people who talk like you and I, who are critical of certain things with Disney, are people who have been going there a lot longer than those who are what you call what pixie dusters right. or something like that. Most pixie dusters are pretty new. That's true. In comparison to us. We remember the days when the service at every hotel, every restaurant was incredible, where Disney made their name off the service. Nowadays, you only find that kind of service with Disney as on the cruise line. Sure. You know, they just don't have it anymore. And maybe it's better to you, the person who wasn't there in 1985, <laughs> than your average, 75. you know, or 1975, that maybe the service is better to you than anything else in your frame of reference. But our frame of reference is Disney and their entire history of this park, pretty much. I mean, there's only a couple of years that Mike and I were are, are too young to remember it even being open. I mean, it only opened 
you were alive when it opened for one thing uh you know so we we're there for its entire history (laughs) we've been there for its entire history right we've certainly have been there i mean it started off as the magic kingdom i I remember when it was just the magic kingdom and so do i and going to bush gardens and and so do i right and we remember what the service was like what it was like getting into things and these kind of you know and, and that kind of stuff and how much that's changed and how much it's evolved and it has changed incredibly and there's no way it can all be good i don't care what you say Right, and we're going to talk about the bad, too. And we're going to talk about the bad. But we, we talk about the good, too. But in, in anything, when you talk about good and you talk about bad, people often remember the yeah. bad. Um, right. I mean... Oh, always. Always. I mean, we we talked people about, for example... People focus on our bads. Pa- Pandora, for example. I talked about how the aesthetic looks fantastic. I like the waterfalls. I'm really looking forward to the boat ride. I'm interested to see what the restaurant's going to be like. In fact, I'm even interested to see how they're going to pull off a gift shop that would actually sell stuff. But we'll see. <laughs> um, but the floating mountains don't look like they're floating. It's stupid. He That's what no, people are going to talk about. about. I say one thing about a freaking coffee shop, and everybody goes. What coffee shop? Oh, Starbucks. Mike goes on and on about how much he hates this stuff, and nobody cares. But I like Starbucks. I say two things about a dopey coffee, coffee shop, and everybody goes wild. Those are good coffee shops, and I get turned into the villain. So I never understood. And I know we're I'm going to hire somebody to way do Twitter for me. Off the topic here, but I never understood your hate for Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, if they opened up a coffee shop at Creature Comforts that was Joe Blow's Coffee Emporium, you wouldn't say boo about it. What's the difference? Let's not talk about that. What's the difference? Let's not talk about that now. Are we done with all the questions? (laughs) Yeah, we are done with all the questions. All right, so that's it. You've managed to hear all of our listener questions. Thank you all so much for for, uh, writing us and... and, and, um, you know, and asking these questions, it really helps. And there's some great topics to come up. Listen, we go on these rants about stuff, and, and that's why we like to do the listener questions. So we will be coming back to you again in the not-too-distant future um, for some more questions, hopefully. But in the meantime, if you do have any comments or anything, if there's anything we talked about here, certainly any specifics you want information on, like touring plans or when can we go here and when we do this, you feel free to talk to us directly um, on Twitter. Mike is at Jumbo Everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe. You can always just ask us any questions there. You can also email us any questions to JumboEveryone at gmail.com. Go to our website, JumboEveryone.com. Find all the links to all the social media. Go to our Instagram page where I'm putting up all my photos of the Animal Kingdom. I've spent years and years taking pictures at that park and I'm uh, putting them up as much, you know, as often as I can. Um, our Instagram is Disney's Animal Kingdom, so you can find us there. Uh, I guess that's it for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride, Quaharini. Go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Now kungu mu, now utu kuku, ata melene, amita. Kwa kuwalufwa melako, now kungu mu, now utu kuku, ata